This is Henry Rollins, and you are listening to Signal to Noise. Consider yourself lucky. This is Mike Watt from San Pedro, California for Signal to Noise. So, welcome to episode 27 of the Signal to Noise podcast. Today is Record Store Day. It is April 16th, 2016. I went to Record Store Day earlier this morning, and I want to get this podcast up to talk about everything that's uh, going on, because it was a great, great day. It's a lot of fun. It's still going on all day, so um, if you hear this podcast, you can get out there, check it out, because, man, it is just a great time. Rock actually just sent me a picture, literally, as I'm recording this, of uh, the line outside Park Avenue CDs down in Florida, where he's at. I went to Monster Music here in the Charleston, South Carolina area. Um, great time. But before I get to that, let's talk about some other things. All right, so in the last episode I did, episode 26, where it was me and Rock talking about, um, well, Record Store Day, Metallica, those sort of things, I talked about my metal fix, and I listened back to the episode, and I wanted to make sure I was clear about this, because um, I said something to the effect that um, the Tina Guo album was terrible, but if you listen to the album, or the episode before, episode 25, you know I'm gushing about it, raving about it, because I really enjoyed it. And what I meant is like, you know, because I'm listening back, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible, the way that I'm saying it. But because um, I couldn't remember the name of the album. I'm like, oh, is it Cello Metal? Well, that's terrible. Terrible that I couldn't remember it. So the album is not terrible. The album is really fantastic. Check it out. Tina Guo, Cello Metal. Um, amazing cover of Raining Blood plus other stuff on there. Just her... What she does on the cello, um, melding the classical techniques with the modern techniques and the modern sounds, uh, just fantastic. I love what she's doing. Um, check out her site. She's also got up some dubstep videos that she's using um, on her YouTube channel, that sort of stuff. So fantastic stuff there. Um, but that was the biggest thing I wanted to cover is the correction. So uh, on to other things. All right. There we go. I'm trying to learn how to use the Boss Jock app all, all again there. So um, my gear fix in the very last episode was the Kirk Hammett KD, what is it? No, KHDK, a ghoul screamer pedal. Um, I got text messages today while, while I've uh, been out. And um, it should be waiting for me when I get home. So I'm really excited to go home tonight and unbox that pedal because not only am I going to be able to have the Kirk Hammett pedal and try it out, and I'm really excited about that, um, I also picked up today the Ride the Lightning Deluxe box set. So um, I've actually got it here with me. It's heavy. It's huge, all the stuff that's in it. Mine is like 3,000-something of only 30,000 copies, so I can't believe there were that few and that I got one. But um, Record Store Day, guys, go out and support. So I get to Monster after they opened. I walk in. The place is crowded. And I cannot give enough props to that staff. They were all super pleasant, super cool. I said, hey, I'm looking for this. They lead you around the store. And the store is huge. And they have stuff all over the place so they don't get congestion in any one area. Um, I was not able to find the picture disc that I wanted. There was the Millennium Falcon for the... Um, Disney Music released the Star Wars Force Awakens music on a special picture disc. I really wanted a copy of that, 
and it wasn't just for me. It was kind of for me and um, and my my kids because my kids really enjoy Star Wars right now. So I thought that'd be like a nice thing for when everybody got older and a great way to teach them how to handle a record as well. Um, wasn't able to get that. That was already sold out. But I figured that was going to be a hot item. But I did pick up the box set of you know, Ride the Lightning. Kill Em All was already sold out, that box set. There were only two copies of Ride the Lightning, so I got the second to last one. Somebody else got the last one. And here's the deal. Like, I've been reading all these articles the past couple days, especially after Rock and I did our episode talking about Record Store Day, where people are saying that, you know, Record Store Day is too corporate. Who's it really benefiting? And, um, you know, people that are trying to say this not helping the independent record stores I, I would like to know how. I'd like to see some hard data of that. And maybe, you know, because I read a couple things where, you know, they're like, well, you know, the indie labels are, aren't um, benefiting and this and this and that. And I'm like, if you put out a great release, people are going to buy it. You know, Metallica, yes, they're a huge act. They run their own label. So they're technically still like an indie label, like blackened recordings, right? They get distribution through other things. They're a big band. You can argue that they have the clout. But Metallica got me out to the record stores when I was a kid to go buy their new release. They still do it today. I bought the uh, the box set, um, and I also bought the the CD, the special CD they did for today. There was the a live concert in the venue in Paris that was attacked, and all proceeds are going to that charity. So that's something that I think is great. Um, but it got me out. I, I got out to check things out. And um, looking at all the other things that are out there and these great artists, there's John Lee Hooker, Johnny Cash, you know, stuff that I'm really enjoying. There's new stuff, there's old stuff. It was really exciting. It was exciting to see just how diverse it was of a group that was out there buying, um, just buying all the records. I mean, there were guys, there's one guy, I, well, two, two that are coming to mind, um, both older, both with gray hair. The one guy, I, I think he had a couple tattoos, but he's like in shorts, long gray ponytail. So, you know, you could tell he was a rocker um, from from way back. But as I'm walking out for my second time, because I did a couple purchases, there's another guy, and he was in a motorhead shirt. Again, older guy, looked to be older than me. You know, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But it was great to see, you know, guys like that still coming to the record store. Still, There are still releases being put out that they want old and new. And then you should have seen all the kids. So many, and when I say kids, I mean younger than 40, because that's where I'm at. I'm over 40, right? But so you've got all these young people, younger than me, still clamoring for music. Some of them look to be like in their, you know, maybe early teens to late teens. Some were definitely in the early 20s. Um, and it was a very, very diverse group, diverse music. Oh, man, it was exciting, right? And so... I think Record Store is a great thing. And if you're wondering, well, you know, Aaron, um, you do a podcast about gear. How come every time you go to Record Store Day, you talk about it and you put so many pictures up and you're so excited? Hopefully you're not asking yourself that question. But if you are, the whole reason I like gear and that I get obsessed about the gear is because I want to recreate the sounds I hear on the record. You know, I mean, like, I'm getting the, the Kirk Hammett pedal because I want to see, see, can I recreate his sound? Now, obviously, the pedal, as I spoke in the last episode, is not his exact sound. It's a tube screamer, and I love tube screamers, but can I recreate his sound? Can I get the Master of Puppets sound? That, that was the guitar sound for me. And when they released the Master of Puppets Deluxe Edition, like um, I've heard is rumored to, to, to do, 
the the guy that rung me out at Monster, him and I were talking about Metallica and that they're going to be doing this for a lot of their albums. So excited, right? Like I'm I'm out of my head with excitement because of the things that they're going to do here. Um, but like that sound, that was the sound that drove me as a kid. Master Puppets was the record. And Metallica, I'm like, anything they put out, I was going to go out and get. I wanted all these different Metallica recordings. I wanted to hear new music. I wanted to hear what was going on. And I picked up stuff today, like the stuff I picked up. I picked up, um, well, obviously Metallica. I picked up a Taj Mahal CD that I've, I've never owned, like never even heard it. And I'm, I'm not even sure if I was aware of any of the songs that are on it, but I know I like Taj Mahal because I have a couple other recordings. So I figured I'd try that, found a good deal. I picked up Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, I don't have it. I, I have it on vinyl somewhere at my parents' house. I don't have a copy of Thriller, and it's a great record. You know, and, and that's, that's, you know, that's a great album to talk about on this show because of the production that went into it. That was an amazing record for the time and what they did and just, you know, it, it's good songwriting, it's good recording techniques, it's good mixing techniques. All those things make a great record. So I picked that record up. I got a couple copy, copies of Decibel Magazine while I was there. Um, and then Monster, man, I love this. They had a quarter bin right? Quarter bin. So if you guys listen to episode 26, because it's terrible for me to try and keep all these in my head. So episode 26, Rock and I talk about St. Anger, because I actually liked Metallica's St. Anger. And in uh, St. Anger, um, you know, Rock was saying, he's like, well, do you have the copy of the DVD? I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I never saw that. Um, so lo and behold, I'm going through the quarter bin today, and there is sitting a copy of St. Anger on top of all the other CDs on the quarter bin, right? So a quarter for a CD, for starters. Flip it open. There's two discs. The other disc is a DVD. Quickly, I grab my phone, take a picture, send it to Rock. Hey, man, is this what you're talking about? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick it up today. And I told him it's a quarter. He's like, you've got to be kidding me, right? So it was great deals. I got a lot of music uh, for a quarter today, like I bought a big stack of CDs. Some, some of the stuff is just replacing some of the stuff I never had. For example... Bruce Springsteen. I think I've owned one Bruce Springsteen cassette in my entire life. I like his stuff, but where do I start, right? What's the album? Born in the USA, very cliche, right? So this is a Springsteen greatest hits. All songs I've heard of. You know, I know if Snowy's listening to this right now, he may give me a little flack or slack or whichever one we're going to call it here. But I like greatest hits albums because it's a great starting point. And so then I can f listen to all the songs that I know and then go back and figure out what albums were they on. Maybe where there were more than one album from this and then kind of sample those albums as I go. But I got Bruce Springsteen, picked up some Halloween music for the kids. Just, oh, man, it was a great time. Like I had to go back in a couple different times just to take in the store. And this is my first time there. And so here's the deal. Like I can't wait to go back, you know. Because again, like I, I do this show because I'm excited about music. I'm excited about the sounds, what, what it takes to play the guitar, and how do I get those sounds? How do we replicate this? But none of it matters unless somebody wants to go out and listen. So guys, get out there. Support your local record store. And yes, I know you can get so many things online, maybe cheaper, maybe not. I was happy with the prices that Monster had most of their CDs at, and they were running killer sales today. All their used stuff was 50% off. It's amazing I spent as little money as I did, like, like looking at that, you know. But um, so it's just great to get out to talk to other music fans. You know, maybe you like the same stuff, maybe you don't. Maybe they like something you do and then suggest something you've never heard of. And it's a, it, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. But that's how we discover, right? And it all comes back to, you know, getting in your studio, 
making music, capturing these sounds, being either to able to replicate the sounds that you love, you know, your heroes because you're a hobbyist, or to push the envelope even further and create new sounds. And I say that and I, you know, look down and I'm wearing my Death by Audio t-shirt. I love the sounds that Death by Audio makes. They are so unconventional, so crazy. And I keep thinking, like, the challenge for me is how do I use those sounds and make them accessible to the average music listener? Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. Maybe it's going to be noise that only I like. But I wouldn't be able to record that noise, put that noise out, and I would love for somebody to be standing in a record store on record store day to buy the noise that I put out. I think that's going to be a new goal for me. But record store day, man, it's just been so much fun. Um, get out there if you can. There are record stores all over the country doing this. Um, and back to the thing with about it being too corporate, it's really only for indie record stores. You don't see these things in big chains. You know, like this was created to help out the indie record store and do these special releases. Um, the stores, like the stores that I think are really worth their salt are the ones that signed the record store day packed where they are not going to, um, uh, they're not going to gouge prices. They're not going to raise prices. They're not going to hold inventory back from the people that want to buy them. Um, and this is where, you know, again, like I'm watching Monster, they put out some albums, then they go out, put out some more, then they put out some more. They sent out an email to everyone who's on the mailing list yesterday saying, hey guys, um, because of the nature of Record Store Day, we're not going to allow anybody to buy more than one of any Record Store Day item. That's fair, right? Because everybody wants to get this. I want to get it. You know, we don't want to have people just buying multiple copies to try and sell it later. The whole point of this is to get music in the hands of the fans. So if you're listening to this show and you were the person who was trying to buy more to sell on eBay, um, I'm going to say shame on you because you're missing the point, man. It's about enjoying the music, having a great time. And that's what even my show is about, you know, making up great music, having a great time, and just getting out there and doing it. So... Um, I think that's really all I got for today, um, maybe, but I'll do a little transition just so I can, you know, clear up a thought here. All right, I did a double because I'm still learning on working the controls here. So my typical spiel on this show is I like to talk about how I'm doing the show, what am I using, what kind of gear. So the last show, um, Rock and I did it via Skype, and um, I put everything together in Logic. I used my Yeti, uh, my Yeti microphone by Blue, and uh, man, I love that microphone. I think I get a pretty good vocal sound on it. Rock, actually, he texted me after that show. He's like, hey, man, um, how do you edit your show? You know, I kind of like to pick your brain on that when we have some time. I'm like, well, why don't we do another Skype call and turn that into a show? You know, because that's what my show's about, right? Making music, making sounds, editing the gear, all that sort of stuff. So hopefully Rock's going to come back on sometime and him and I will sit down and talk about how we put our shows together, how we edit things and all that sort of stuff. But how I'm doing the show right now is I'm on a lunch break. I've got my iPad um, set up running Boss Jock Studio. Um, The microphone I'm using is the iRig mic. Yep, and nothing special about this one. It was like one of the cheap $30 ones. Um, plugs into the eighth inch stereo headset jack. Um, I got my earbuds in that my wife got me for Christmas quite a few years back. They're the Bose earbuds, uh, which I refer to as ear candy because everything I listen to in these things sounds amazing. I thank her for them all the time because I love these um, earbuds. 
But so that's how we're doing the show. You know, I had all my bumpers and things um, lined up and, you know, triggering, um, triggering those effects and that sort of stuff. You may have noticed that I'm changing up the music in the show again. Um, the last two episodes, the intro music after the, the IDs, we'll say, you know, the artist IDs, um, was a song called Destructive Seats. It's by a band called Level. And uh, Level was a band that my band, Darkwater, used to run with back in the day. We, uh, we were so, such good friends with those guys. We did more shows together than apart, right? We almost always did shows together. It was a great, great friendship between the bands, cool guys to hang out with. Um, the guitarist, Donnie, him and I still talk, and that's uh, why Destructive Seas is on the show today. Because I was talking to him, telling him how I was trying to find music for the show and talking about using you know, Darkwater's music. And I'm like, dude, would you mind if I use Destructive Seas? He's like, nah, man, that's cool. And so um, I don't think Donnie has done anything with their level album, like put it on iTunes or anywhere that's accessible to, you know, the fans that they still have. Because, I mean, it's still good music. I, I love it. You know, there's a youthful energy that just radiates through that, through that song. So if you like it, drop a line to the show, you know. Um, and go on our website. I think it's just like info at signaltonoise.fm. Or no, maybe it's my name, Aaron at signaltonoise.fm. Send me an email. You know, send me an email. Say, hey, I really love the music. I'd like to know where to get it. I'll forward those on to Donnie, and maybe we can get him to, um, you know, put the music out so everybody could get it again. But so I put Destructive Seeds in there. It's one of my favorite level songs. It was an intense song live. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I just kind of like it, and I like the energy behind it. And it gets me amped up and ready to do the show. So that's how I'm doing the show today. Uh, my iPad, running Boss Jock Studio. Um, using the iRig mic, I've got like a little cheap desktop stand here so I don't have to um, hold it. I'm getting smart. Instead of holding my finger on the mic button the whole time, I am finally using the lock option, which is why you hear things maybe not as loud when I do transitions because if I don't get the lock off quick enough, the automatic ducking kicks in because I like to have that ducking because it, it helps, you know, when the voice is on. Automatically drops it for me. Um, I love Boss Jock. If you guys haven't checked out the app yet, I've written up about it on the blog before. It's a few years back now. I interviewed one of the creators of the Boss Jock Studio app on this podcast. And um, I just I love using the app. It makes it so easy for me to do a show start to finish. No editing. Just record it. Boom. It's done. You know, I've, all my bumpers, all my tags, everything. I just trigger things as I go. And it's a great time. All right. On to the next thing. <laughs> Okay, so I mentioned at the top of the show that waiting for me at home should be my um, ghoul screamer, right? So um, I think I, I can't remember if I talked about it, but I wanted to get a ghoul screamer. I wanted to, to buy one, and I was looking to see if there's any dealers near me. Not a single dealer near me, like nowhere near me uh, has this thing, right? Um, and I started checking online, and I'm like, okay, so are there online dealers? And yeah, I started finding some place online. But then I was just kind of curious. I'm like, who's carrying it back, you know, in the state I used to live in, Pennsylvania? There are only two dealers in the state of Pennsylvania carrying the Kirk Hammett uh, line of pedals, the KHDKs, right? Um, and one of them is the shop that was like five minutes from my house, Sloan's Guitar Emporium. And so I called up Dave. I'm like, hey, man, um, I would like to buy this pedal from you because if I'm going to buy the pedal, I want to support the shops that I love, you know. Only two dealers in the entire state carrying it, and he's one of them. So kudos to Dave. And if you guys have not stopped into Sloan's yet, if you are in the Pennsylvania area, the Butler area especially, make it a point to go up and see him, right? 
it's a great shop. He has a lot of great used gear, new gear. Um, you're not going to find a more diverse and exciting pedal selection um, anywhere in the area because he's really got some great stuff. But I love dealing with him, so um, that should be at the house today. I got the text alert from the uh, post office. I've had several text alerts from the post office. That is a story for another day. Um, but yeah, it should be there. should be there waiting for me. So once I get that, um, I will probably do another podcast. Maybe I'll get one out Monday. And I think I'll probably use Boss Jock and possibly just sit on the floor with a mic near the amp. Who knows? Maybe I'll even record some like uh, um, actual things. But as I said at the top of the show, I'm very excited about this pedal. I want to see if I can get the Kirk Hammett sound using some high-gain pedals. And, you know, can I, can I model what he's doing with it? And even if I can't, it's going to be fun because I really like a tube screamer and what other kind of sounds can I get, you know? So that is all I got for today. Um, so again, record store day, get out there. Metallica, thank you for the things that you've been doing. You know, all these years, I may not be as excited about the new music as Rock and I talked about, but man, you still take care of the fans. You don't, for, you, you know, never forgot about us. And that's something to say, and that's something for all of us to think about, right? If we're trying to do a music career, never forget about your fans. They pay, they pay the bills, right? So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. We'll